You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, guys. Welcome back. Earn your leisure. We're still in L.A. L.A. edition. L.A. Cali edition, for sure. So, first and foremost, shout out to Dame Dash yeah, man. and the good people at Dash Studios. Dame Dash Studios, for they rolled out the red carpet for us, and um, this is our... Home. This is real hospitality. Yeah, yeah, for shout sure. Shout out to Nicolette, shout out to Effie for holding us down. Shout out to Dame again. For sure, that's a fact. So um, this is going to be an exciting episode if you follow uh, us on social media. You know, a lot of times we get requests for different people and variety of different walks of life and different, you know, paths and different businesses. But one gentleman, especially recently, who's been getting a lot of traction online, I actually saw a lot of his videos, um, is 19 Keys. So. 19 Keys, uh, social activist, entrepreneur, social media influencer, health advocate. Thought leader. Thought leader. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, among other things, if you, if you, if you follow him on, on Instagram, so he, um, he's a very interesting guy. He's very intelligent, and um, he, he has a variety of different videos. Like, he has stuff from health. He has, sometimes he's working out. Sometimes he's, like, leading, like, a platoon, like that video went viral. <laughs> that was dope. Yes. I think Snoop reposted it, LeBron reposted it. That was a dope video. Um, sometimes he's teaching uh, about finances. He has a whole program about finances, stock investing, um, cryptocurrency, a whole, whole gambit. Yeah. I like the joints with your pops too. Thank you. Th- thank those you. are always good. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. People request a lot more. I just bought him a phone so he can go live. Oh, man, <laughs> your, your videos are classic. Because yeah. I'm like, you, you're listening and reliving what he's saying. Yeah. And then sometimes you just like start laughing because you're like, yo, this is, I really yeah. lived that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So without further ado, 19 Keys, um, thank you for joining us. Appreciate man, it. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, man, I, welcome. I, I told you I feel like I done made it now. <laughs> 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 Nothing else matters. We here at this moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. dope. So let's let, let's get into it. Um, Nineteen keys. I don't even know where where we should start, but I want to start with the Black Wealth Standard. Yes, because that's something that um, I've been seeing a lot as far as mm-hmm. you posting it a lot recently, and um, the Black Wealth Standard. Like when you po- when you first posted that, I'm like, what is, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those things that's interesting, and it's like I think I know what it means, but I want you to kind of give like the breakdown. Like, what's the Black Wealth Standard? So it's two parts to that. We had a Black Standard, and then we had a Wealth Standard. And so inside the black standard is the wealth standard. 
And so the black standard is really creating a system of accountability for what it means to be black. You understand me? Like, I believe that not everybody is black in the mind. You understand me? And by black, we have to create this system of accountability. Otherwise, we can't have any expectation of each other. You understand me? Like, if I consider myself to be a black man, what values do I uphold? What's my mission? What's my vision? You understand me? What does it mean to a black person? Responsibility, accountability, transparency. When I, it, you could be a nigga, right? And a nigga has a certain connotation and there's no expectation for what a nigga is. A person can make music and say, I kill niggas, I murder niggas, I, I rob niggas, whatever it is, there's no accountability. So if like, if you think in hip hop, where does the standard for hip hop to say who can and cannot be a part of hip hop? There is none. Mm -hmm. So when I think about our communities and I think about people being disappointed by so-called leaders or celebrities or activists and things of that nature, you really can't hold them to a fault because we haven't created a standard of accountability to say that, well, if you consider yourself to be a black man, then this is what you stand on. So one of the standards that we created was you have to train. If we look at everything that's been happening and in light of the circumstances that we live in right now, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, the white supremacy, things of that nature going on. It's like, how do you prepare yourself? And we can't just continue to complain. Somebody gotta be out there training. Somebody gotta be out there ready. If, if, if you say that, okay, well, we believe in gun ownership. Well, you should have tactical training. If you don't believe in guns and you believe, in, okay, I'm gonna protect myself. Well, you should have combat training. You understand me, hand in hand. If now when we go to the wealth standard, we talk about Black Wall Street, you understand me, and what happened back then, but they had a particular wealth standard, meaning that the money exchanged 30 times before left their community. Mm. You understand me? Like they, they had a certain financial literacy that doesn't exist in our community. So when we talk about the black standard, it's really creating a system of accountability for those who consider themselves to be black. And I always qualify black, not in the sense of nationality, the sense in your mindset. You understand me? Like, are you connected to that original spark of what it means to be a black person on the planet Earth? You understand me original man and that original thinking and inside that we know that i believe in ownership of slave ships so that all right i believe in equity versus equality because if we get equity we confront our equality mm -hmm. you understand me yeah 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 and, and i know you all believe in that because i've seen certain things that you post and it makes sense that if we get equality then everybody get what we got and it's still unequal yeah yeah i've been, I've been <laughs> fighting for that especially yeah. in education it's like people need to understand the difference Exactly. I think people have always said equal rights, equal rights. I'm like, yo, no. forget act like we need to change our three E's. I always say that like it's yeah, equality's cool, equity's more important, economic empowerment is even more important. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And but but look at so other communities have a wealth standard. Um, the Jewish community represent two percent of the population, but the top one hundred four billionaires, twenty five percent Jewish community. When we look at that Asian community, who has the top household income? It's not white folks, even though we always compare that but it's the Asian community, and more specifically, it's the East Indian and the Asian community. And who's top leverage when it comes to um, looking at um, the tech sector? You understand I me? Mean, they're the top paid. And you can understand that because they basically look at, all right, what's going on in the community? What's going on in the world, right? So if Bill Gates and uh, uh, Elon Musk and all of these people are becoming the new billionaires and the new ruling power, then they said, well, sure, that's what we need to get into. Let's do Huawei, you understand me? And they get into digital technology and they get into coding and things of that nature. So when you look at Shenzhen, China, in the last five to 10 years, they've been able to build up a system to go from rice farmers, you understand me, to tech billionaires and millionaires. 
because they said that oh well this is going to be our way towards wealth now in the black community we still think entertainment and sports is our wealth standard that's a fact mm-hmm. you understand that's a fact. we've been saying that from day one that's a fact. yeah, yeah. And every <laughs> other community puts more emphasis on education than we do but the right kind of education you understand me like we don't have a specific type of education that we go for and so when we think about having a wealth standard you can really study other communities who've done it better than us because all communities have done it better than us yeah. you understand me even the hispanic community their income is higher than ours and continues to rise higher than ours they're more likely to own a house than we are once we lead a household you understand me and so creating a wealth standard is really creating a system of accountability um that you can think towards going towards that goal of wealth like wealth is having an abundance of assets and the average person the average black person specifically because if 50 percent of america is financially illiterate then that number is extremely high in the black community yeah that's important so my i mean mindset is the key and, and i've heard you say this numerous times right if you could change the way somebody's thinking you can change their world absolutely so when did your mindset get changed or was this something that was always in your household as you were coming up absolutely not so there's levels to that question right so the wealth standard was never in my household mm-hmm. now we was taught you know economic empowerment and the teachings on the honorable elijah muhammad who taught about those different things but the knowledge the how-to the applicable knowledge on how to get there portfolio diversification and understanding commodities and stocks and things of that nature and that was not in my household mm-hmm. but the do for self mentality was always there so when I was about 19 years old was when I think I really made a shift to wanting to go upon this journey and teaching others. And that's because I had a case when I was 19. Mm-hmm. You understand me? I think before the age of 19, I probably had about, I probably been arrested about 10 times, had about five to six cases, but I always fought them all. And that's because I seen my father fight his cases. So having that example, I knew what was possible and I knew what I needed to do. And so really in that last case, I was going through it and um, I was locked up in a jail and I was reading this book. And the book was, it was a fictional book. I don't remember what it was, but it was a story book. It was very detailed. I could imagine and picture it was like a movie in my head. And then as I was done reading that book and I got through the whole thing and I looked around and I'm still in a cell. And nothing in that book qualified me to get past this case. And, empowered me in any situation whatsoever so i felt like i just wasted all my time Mm. and then when i got to trial my older brother had gave me a list of books to read art of deception some sun zoo war books a bunch of different books on legalese and he wanted to give me books that we could actually apply when it came towards trial you understand me books that were applicable knowledge and i remember learning certain things and having to tell my lawyer certain things to get certain parts of the case thrown out and eventually of course we got to that point where um, the case was uh, found not guilty. You understand me? I'm, I ain't got no record. <laughs> <laughs> for the record. <laughs> yeah, for the record. But, but after that, I haven't read a fictional book. You understand me? I, don't go, I only read information for the purpose of applying it in some way in my life. You know, and I know that you, know, you can read stories and it expands the minds and things of that nature, but that's just where I'm at. And after that, I only wanted to find that sort of information because 80% of people don't take it to trial. You understand me? They plea out. And that's either ignorance, a lack of money, representation, a multitude of different things. But I just think about those individuals that I grew up with in the hood. When they jumped off that porch, they get caught in that system. And then they get stuck in that cycle because they ain't had nobody to give them some keys. Somebody to give them some books that can guide them to the right mindset where they can free themselves. 
So ever since I was 19 years old, I've just been on this journey of, damn, how do I unlock the next man whose mind is, 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 is without the proper knowledge and information to where they can be that highest self? So it's interesting because I think it was actually with Dane, right? We spoke about where it was like, you can't just tell somebody to stop hustling yeah. without giving them a, a you solution. You don't got no answer. You said, don't, yeah, don't talk to me yeah. about the problems being got no answers. Yeah, yeah. You, gotta, you, you can't like say, okay, I'm out here, I'm making $1,000 a day. You're telling me to stop doing what I'm doing, but you're not giving me any solution. Right. So as far as like practical like solutions, as far as like building wealth in the community, because like you, you brought up a good point, sports entertainment. That's our, that's our wealth standard because that's what we know. Yeah. Right. And it's like every neighborhood has at least one NBA player or one NFL player or one rapper. Mm-hmm. So that's an aspiring person that you can look at yeah. and say, okay, he made it doing right. this. So I know right. I have a chance. At least I have a shot doing this right right? it's the mirror effect (laughs) yeah so it's like how do we get into you know building that practical is it through trades is it through entrepreneurship as far as brick and mortar locations is it through online is it variety is it investing like what is what's some of the the ways that we can actually encourage people to kind of get them on the wealth path well i believe in skill set diversification you understand me that you don't just have one thing because as we've seen through the COVID 19 and the quarantine if one fail and you know circumstances beyond your control happens what you're going to do so many people had to pivot during this time and they didn't know what their second stop was you understand me so number one i look at the education system and i look at everybody else wealth standards and we can look at uh the asian community specifically because let's ask ourselves how many asian leaders can you think of in the last 100 years in america how many Asian leaders you can think of that just prominent voices that speak for the Asian community? Can't really think of any. Mm-mm. Now, we've been spoiled with leadership in our community, so we're always looking for somebody to lead us. You understand me? Instead, their leadership is their education. You understand me? Their leadership is their family standard on how they build together. Mm-hmm. And so, number one, you have to destroy that dependency model of I'm looking for somebody to save me. Yeah. You know, and now you have to create a new saver, which is the education, which is getting into um the the digital real estate as my brother Ben X calls it. And looking like oh yes, entrepreneurship a hundred percent. And people always say, Well, entrepreneurship not for me. That's not true. You understand me? Like thinking like an entrepreneur is for everybody. We live in a capitalist society. So if you're not thinking like an entrepreneur, then you're somebody's consumer. You understand me? So that's a slave-based mindset because either you figure out a way to free yourself into the ultimate role of the sovereignty or you just a dead slave. So number one, entrepreneurship, the mindset towards education has to shift. The education has created an opportunity because everything that they didn't teach, now we can teach. You understand me? So we really have to thank them. They didn't teach real estate. You understand me? They didn't teach entrepreneur the way the entrepreneurship the way we utilize it today. They didn't teach um, stocks and trading and things of that nature to where we can easily apply it. So now, guess what? We get to teach all the things that we know. Yep. It creates an income for us. So when I look at the fact that it's um, more expensive to house a prisoner than it is to go to Harvard, and Harvard with all these great endowments is not about to change, you understand me, it's price to go there. It's tuition whatsoever. They don't care about that. So I say, well, shit, digital education is the new Harvard. You understand me? Right now, you can go spend the next two to three weeks learning um, coding, you understand me, and increase your income just by having a new skill set. You can go in the next three to five weeks learning trading, 
You understand me? And now you have a new way to bring in income. So when we look at the unemployment rate, it doesn't have to affect you if you have skill sets that employ you. You understand me? And so you start with learning skills, first of all, skills that you can trade for income, increasing your human capital and your value on the marketplace. So if we start there and saying that, okay, number one, I also believe in a family model. Don't do business without family. That's my motto. You understand me? Now, I know for most of us, that's crazy, right? Because <laughs> we was taught don't do business with family. <laughs> but they crazy. that's only true for a dysfunctional family. And Which living, <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> so <laughs> in, in, instead of living based off the filter that, yes, our family is dysfunctional, so that applies to us, let's work towards, well, how do we create functional families? Mm. You understand me? And so the repairment of the family model in the black community has to happen before we get to any wealth. Otherwise, there's only one generation. There's mm. no multi-generational wealth. Mm. So the family standard has to happen in understanding that, you know, they, they call it the 64 hitting year history in America between 1619 uh, and 1555, where that was supposed to be the making of the slave. And that making of the slave was destroying that aspects of family unit. You understand me? So that you can rob them of their name, you can rob them of their culture, their masculinity, their femininity, everything that brings them together as a family unit. And once they did that in 1619, they was ready to open up business. Now we know that everything in America goes back to the black body, the branding, the marketing, the insurance, the whole gambit. So when we look at repairing the black family, it's the one thing that starts us towards wealth. You can't get past it. I don't care how successful I am, you understand me? Unless I got a, a young little 19 keys out there running around that knows what I know as well, not just having a child. He got to know what I know when it comes to the money markets. Mm -hmm. He got to know what I know when it comes to being a man and taking care of his family, you understand me? And then passing that knowledge down because wealth is not just about the attainment of physical assets and things of that nature. It's the mindset. It's the knowledge that we have. So if we pass down the right knowledge and we was groomed in a household with that sort of information, then yes, we already have the wealth. You understand me? Right? Reparations is repairment. And that repairment comes from knowledge of self and understanding the world around you. We live in a very capitalist society that's ran by white families. And families run the world, not governments, and special yes. interest groups and corporations. So I believe that every black family should have an LLC. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah. I agree There's too. a lot. There's a lot there, and I just want to go back to that leadership conversation because that's one of the things that we've, Shadi and myself, have always talked about. Was like, yo, our community is always looking for leaders, but there's a lot of other communities that don't, right? Because right. the the problem when you have a leader is that they become the target. Exactly. And so once you have a target, it's easy to knock down that target Absolutely. or prop up that target to be built down. And once that one leader's gone, it's like, well, right. Everybody's nice. lost. You know what I mean? That, chop that, off the head, kill yeah, the you body. Chop, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I want to go to something because you, you talked about passion and, and one of your skills. You said at 19, but I know that fashion was one of your things. Yeah. Um, and so how did you get into that? Was that something that you, you knew that you were kind of eye for? You know, that comes from art. Mm -hmm. um, when we was in the hood, man, me and my older brother, my older brother got me into art. And I used to see him draw. I never thought I had the skill set. Just like speaking, I never thought I had the gift of gab because I used to think that everybody used to tell him he had it. So I used to relate all of those gifts to him. Sounds a lot like a guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I never thought like that was going to be something that I used in the future. So I used to always find other different things. But I used to look up to him and I used to want to do some of the same things that he did. And so I found a passion in, in drawing and, and art and painting and I remember when we used to draw on our own shirts and paint on ourselves, 
the local guys in the neighborhood will ask them what shit make something for me you understand me now anytime i feel like i got a skill set that can make money and it got value i'm going to utilize it you understand me instantly so that's when the business began with uh it was first called musa hill and there's a whole story behind that one and then we started that one with hand painting and then it went to um cut and sew and then of course my older brother and his his baby moms at the time was no longer doing the fashion thing so i took it upon myself to go full-fledged with it mm -hmm. and at the time i was really just providing funds for it and doing the marketing for it like i thought that that's what my genius was which it still is <laughs> but <laughs> in, in the marketing aspect but because that was void and empty i'm not the type of person that quit on anything right so i just say fuck it i'm going to go ahead and get that skill set necessary for me to be able to make this successful so i picked up designing and learned that i had a knack for it you understand me the way i conceptualize things and so i don't really consider it fashion even though it'd be fashion i just consider it designing i consider it art i consider it like creating mm -hmm. i consider like speaking my creativity my art you understand me in anything that i do so I did have a store in Oakland, California, um, downtown Oakland for a couple of years that I used to have. And I used to have all of my designs in the window and it did very well because when I, I used to work for Prada, but I fired them because they can no longer afford me, right? <laughs> and so mindset, <laughs> mindset's important. Yeah, yeah, I, I, they, they did, they, you know, they did good for me. It was six figures, they, they went bad, you understand me? But they couldn't afford me. You know, when you first go into the job, you don't have the same skill sets as when you leave. What'd you do for Prada? So I used to do sales, merchandising, managing, multitude of different little things. Corporate, right? corporate world. Um, no, so I was, I was, I was there in the actual store. Okay. So like the uh, Neiman Marcus, okay, the okay. flagship store, uh, multitude of other ones. Now, of course, imagining 19 keys at a Prada store, <laughs> it's interesting, right? Yo, but everything earned, not given. Man. I'm, I'm gonna tell you the difference, right? Because I remember having a conversation with the manager at the time, and he used to tell me how he used to listen to Rush Limbaugh. And I said, you know what, that's fine, because I listen to Mr. Farrakhan. And he was like, you know what, we shouldn't have political conversations. <laughs> and I'm like, you about, you about right, let's, let's. But Agree. <laughs> I say that to say, like, the way you go into a place is the way you have to stay. And a lot of people make that mistake of switching off and then trying to show glimpses of, like, they, they black revolutionary side. And they like, where that come from? You understand me? But when I worked there, I learned a lot because I learned, I feel like every job is an education. Like that's what you steal from your job, not boxes, you steal the education. Like you go there and if, if you work in a register or if you're doing CRM for customer reports and you're doing clientele and you're learning how to sell or you're learning the history of the company and what makes somebody want to spend $50,000 on the back, like that fascinated me to a point because I found out that their clientele was like really in love with the culture and the history. And that's why they valued it and to say that, yes, I will exchange all of this money for that. Mm -hmm. So at the time I started learning Mandarin, you understand me? Like, like probably like 60% of my clients were Chinese, you understand me? And you could imagine when they see a black man speaking Chinese, like they light up, you understand me? It's like, as soon as I start speaking, <laughs> I got the sale. And I used to have counterparts that were <laughs> Asian and it felt unfair to them because they were like, you know, y'all, like they hear you speaking Chinese all the time, but to hear me speak it, uh, you understand cold. me, it's a novelty. Yeah. So like, I did extremely well that first year. I mean, I had like $3 million in sales. And like, to give context, like the person behind me was like a million and a half behind, you understand me? And we are getting commission plus hourly, so like, I broke their system, you understand me? <laughs> like they had, like they literally had to change it after that. 
And then that's when I was new, like, it's time for me to go because y'all changing money structures because we making too much money. You're fired. But yeah. that's how, how old were you? Um, man, that was about five years ago. I was like between like 23, 25. You that, that was me? pretty was recent. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. Can, you, can you say something in Mandarin? <laughs> this will be oh, a first. Uh, <laughs> I, I, let me see. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, you got to sell us something. Sell us some water. I'm going to sell something real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, jiga hao kan. Now, if somebody was sitting there listening, I'd be like, how you doing? Do you like this one? You understand me? It, it, it's a formal dialogue to really open it up to get them to buy something. So I have a couple questions, because this is interesting. <laughs> how, did you, how did you learn Mandarin, which seems like an extremely complicated language to learn? I, I think language is one of those things. So I got a saying, every level of consciousness comes with a new language. And I believe that in every sense, not just when it comes to linguistics and actually speaking different languages, but like the money language is a language. Right, um, the rich man doesn't speak the same language as a poor man. You understand me? And language is the ability to be able to express yourself. So with language, me, I grip it through experience. So I learned it by literally just speaking it and being there and practicing. You know, and then as I went on, I would just add more words into the vocabulary. You mm -hmm. understand me? More and more words, and it got to a point where I was pretty fluent to where I could have, you know, business conversation or salesman. Mandarin, as I called it, because I, I knew everything at least to get this sale and everything that surrounded the sale and to sweetheart the sale. And so I believe with language, like I took four years of French. I took multiple years of Arabic, just being a Muslim. I know my prayers and things of that nature in Arabic. Um, I took Spanish. We used to do Spanish skits when I was younger. But with Mandarin, it seems hard, but it's not because one word can have like multiple meanings depending on the tonality of it. You understand me? So when you learn one thing, you're really learning a lot. So for me, it was just being in the midst of it and like just like the, the, the sales floor was crazy. So like you had multiple people at the time and multiple sales that you would have to make at a time. So I feel like, you know, at that time, my brain was like more on adaptability and finding patterns. You understand me? I think as you get older, language is harder because you have to reset and your mind is more structured towards like wisdom instead of pattern selectivity. But at that time, it was all just finding patterns and then utilizing them in real time. And that experience just started to encode that language into my everyday experience. So, yeah, Mandarin was a, it was a, it was it was interesting. To be honest, I was proud of myself for learning. <laughs> yeah, you should be. I, I, yeah. I so thought you was gonna say, look, yeah, I bought Rosetta Stone. I really nah, thought that nah. we was going there, but nah, man. So, I tried to pick up an <laughs> app, in, but it was just, it, it, it was incomparable to actually using it in real life. I think that's, that's incredible. So, all right, you're 25, you speak in Mandarin, you're working in a, and this is the product store in Oakland? Um, it was in San Francisco. San Francisco. It was in Livermore, uh, California as well. Okay. That explains it. Okay. So you're making over $100,000 mm -hmm. a year. Why? All right. Do you, were you apprehensive about quitting? Because it's like, especially, do you have a college? Did you go to college? I dropped out of college. All right, so, you, so you don't have a, a teacher? A teacher, really? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> digital education. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. That's, that's my thing. I, mean, I dropped I'm out a of college by to trade. become a teacher. So, yeah. so yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, I'm saying that because a lot of people don't have confidence. Yeah. So it's like, you don't have a college degree to fall back on. You're 25, and you're actually making good money. It's not even, especially, like, good money's relative, but for a 25-year-old at that time, yeah, it's good money. So what did you, like, what was your plan? Like, did you have a plan to be an entrepreneur? Like, what'd you do? Um, so I had my side hustle, right? Um, and, and one of the stories that really gave me, a, a, it was two things that gave me the courage to make the jump. Um, one, it was just right after the anniversary of the Million Man March. And 
the ringing sound of Dufa Self, you understand me, kept coming into mind. And just with the feeling of who I know I was, that I knew that there was an expiration to that anyway. That, you know, my mindset and the trajectory of where I was going, that I couldn't continue to be me. You understand me? The, the revolutionary that I believe I am and work for a white boss. That's just my 100%. And so after that anniversary, I remember riding around listening to it because I didn't get to go to Washington, but he, it, the, the, the ringing sounds of do for self came back into play and I was like, yeah, I got to fire them. And then my, my, my bro, Mr. Fab, he had a store, Dope oh, Era legend. in Oakland. Oakland, shout yeah. out to Oakland. Yeah, big legend. And, and that's my bro. Yeah. Uh, and he had some of my shirts at his store. It's like, Asalaamu Alaikum. And he put it into one of his videos. It was six shots. Um, I believe it was a Philando Castile. I forget who it was that got shot during that time. And it was on XXL and things of that nature. And one of the ox that hit him up, uh, Muslim bros, and he was like, man, I didn't know you had like Muslim gear and things of that nature. He was like, oh yeah, that's my bro. And so he was like, okay, I need, I need someone when I get in town. So bro ended up flying in town and he wanted to get like thousands of dollars worth of it. You understand me? Like he ain't have enough in the store to cover it. Mm -hmm. So Fab hit me up. He like, bro, I got somebody here. They want to buy a couple of woo wops from you. And I'm like, man, say no more. I happened to be off that day. Mm. You understand me? So I loaded up everything that I had. I, 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 I peeled over there really fast. You understand me? And when I pulled up, he bought maybe about $1,500 to $2,000 worth of gear. And I just remember thinking in my head, like, man, if I was at work, I would have never been able to take the opportunity you understand me which will allow me to actually fire this job so i knew that week i remember telling mr fab that yeah i'm about to fire my job and like that same week i actually fired them and i remember he was like man you crazy but you know, <laughs> thing. because you know i actually met him at prada like okay. I, first time i met him i gave him 50 percent off on his his shoes that he was getting for his birthday you understand me just because i feel discount. like yeah if you work there man be player you ain't gonna work there forever you understand me like people be holding on to things of that nature i was giving it out as much as i could um but yeah i i learned a lesson during that as well because you know as i teach people to fire their job now i teach them more so steal from your job but then when you have enough that you stole you understand me then that's when you can leave because i did leave a little overzealous without a plan i had just got a new apartment um, I didn't really have a backup plan. I didn't have any financial strategies in place. None of that. I just really had the heart to do it. You understand me? And I felt like if I can do millions of dollars for them, I know what I can do for myself. So that story really goes to the fact that, yeah, I did think that, you know, making $100,000 a year was something. And then I created a family business and, you know, we can make that in a month. So now looking at it in hindsight of course i would tell younger me to do what you do but i would give them these points of advice you understand me to make sure you have these plans in place but it depends on the person because some people live through that adversity and that's what get them to that greatness yeah and you know other people have to have more of those things in place and more plans in place in order for them to get to whatever trajectory or goal that they have in sight yeah so in this time is is this where you come up with your value of money? Because I'm going to let you explain. I think it's brilliant. Um, I actually tried to do a, a, a whole lesson on the value of money. Um, but when I heard you speak about it, and it was like, yo, don't chase uh, value. Chase value. Right. Don't chase the things that buy value. Right. Is this the time period where you come up with that theory? Or? No, much later. Okay. I Can you explain it there? Because I don't know people need to hear that. So, like, I wish I had. Anybody got some money on them? Two hundreds. Yeah. 
Blue faces. So, <laughs> I mean, it's simple. Really, uh, it'll work better if I had a dollar bill next to this, right? Because if if you look at these blue faces, as we call them, you understand me? Yeah, let me get that down. <laughs> this guy, man. Um, Got them all. This for guy. the most part, the, 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 the cost to make both of these is just about the same. You understand me? So what's the value of them? Now, we spend our whole lives chasing these things, but these are not the value. These things are what you utilize to exchange for things of value. Mm -hmm. But in our community, we taught to chase the thing that buys value instead of actually chase value. Now, when you chase value, then this chases you because this is meant to exchange for things of value. So it's like if a person goes and get more knowledge, that's to me the quickest way to increase your value. Because all of a sudden, if you spent the next year and let's say over that course of the year, you became a genius at one particular subject. People will pay you for that. Mm -hmm. Why? Because you've increased your value and now they have these, these bills, this fiat money, which buys value. But then you also have to understand money in the sense of like, this is not the value at all, right? Like it don't have any intrinsic value, which means that it can go down to zero. Right. You understand me? Something like gold, which is not that much gold in the world, it has intrinsic value. It's never, this value never gonna go down to zero. You understand me? And so for me, I think about the intrinsic value and the human capital that each person has and your ability to consistently add value onto self. So the moment that I stopped trying to chase a goal of cash and things of that nature, and I said, well, let me just continue to add value and give value, right? So more I give value, the more money a person has to give me. So it's the same thing as if I'm always worrying about like, who has my money in their pocket, right? Like if you surround it, like I live downtown and I know that there's millions of dollars around me in circulation. Now, how do I get into that flow of money? You understand me? What value can I add so people start exchanging that money for my value? So like right now, let's say if I told you about a course or a book that I had, all of a sudden you go in your pocket and you give me some of your money because you just exchange it for value. But if I just say, bro, can I have a hundred dollars? That's not the same. You understand me? Or if I'm around you and I'm just thinking like, man, how I get some money, you understand <laughs> me? No, I go straight for the value and only the value. So I don't chase money because when you chase value, money chases you, you understand me? And, and, it, and it really goes to getting rid of your cognitive dissonance and your, your programming towards money and really just updating your mindset when it comes to money itself. like. This is, this is nothing, like cash is trash. You understand me? And even understanding that concept, like having all your money leveraged in cash really puts you at a big risk, especially as inflation rises and as the dollar decreases and understanding the international uh, monetary systems that we live in today. And those are not things that's taught in the average household of black America. So yeah, we, we chase too much cash instead of value. Yeah, and that's uh, reminds me of uh, Derek Falcon, one of our most famous alumni, for us at least. He's a he's a legend when it comes to earning your leash. He changed this. the whole situation. But what he said was, he was like, "Stop lining yourself, stop lining your life up with bills, and start lining your life up with purpose." Mm. And it's like what you just said, like chase the purpose. And yeah. it's like even for us, it's like you know, for us, we feel like we're providing value and we're doing a purpose and we like Absolutely. doing what we're doing as opposed to just like. I'm chasing a bag, yeah. but the more you, you chase money, the more it's gonna run from you. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you know for a fact that it's much harder to get interviews when you don't have that value already out there, your value proposition as it's called. Yeah. You understand me? It's like, that person may be too busy for you. Why? Because time has a certain value on it. But when I can exchange my time for something of equal or greater value, 
then cool. You know what I mean? People hitting you up. Yeah. You understand me? Or yeah. when, when you call, they absolutely saying yes because that makes sense. Yeah. So that's exactly yeah, that's nah, that's, that's pretty fact. pretty accurate. <laughs> so, so so you you talk about diversification. Um, I'm interested to know is that diversifying your investments? Is it diversifying? Yeah. Do you have a a yeah. strategy for diversification? So with diversification, um, so let's let's speak directly on money then, right? So it's really about leveraging yourself. You understand me? So in this particular market that we live in. Now, you all know that inflation, and your audience know, because y'all be talking about <laughs> it. So, you know, I ain't bringing nothing new to y'all. You understand me? That inflation is uh, uh, rise at 3%. And we know that, let's say, if the dollar was to go down, like really decline, you got all your cash holdings, all your money in cash. You understand me? Now, that means that you are at grave risk. You understand me? To lose it all. And this is really why we don't have any wealth in our community whatsoever. Because as my brother Chris Cole, he speaks about this, you know, we think transactional base instead of purchasing power, percentage base. So when you're talking about wealth, you're talking about having consistent purchasing power itself. Now, if the dollar decreases, then so does your purchasing power. It decreases. So maybe I need to have some of my money leveraged in gold, right? Because if the dollar decrease and people lose faith in this, this dollar, now they may have more faith in gold or they may have more faith in treasury bonds. You understand me? Now, understanding that just aspect of thinking, which probably somebody who may be listening to this for the first time might not understand still that concept. Like you really have to sort of get into it to start understanding, stop thinking transactional. But for me, it's the same thing when it goes towards anything in diversification. Like, yes, I may have a, a book, but what if book sales decline? All right, well, maybe I can do speaking. Well, what if the speaking events decline? You understand me? Well, I can start doing teaching. Well, what if the teaching? Well, I got a product. Well, what about I can't do the product? Maybe I can build somebody's website. Like, that's skill set diversification for me. Mm. So, for me, it's always keeping yourself leveraged so that your value never goes to zero. You minimize your risk at the same time. You understand me? And you can continue to have power or purchasing power on the marketplace. So, with black folks, we should never always have our money in cash, and we should have a diversified portfolio with different commodities and assets that we can leverage with and learning how to hedge them. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because that's the same thing with us as far as like our revenue streams, like Earn Your Leisure, we had a bunch mm -hmm. of different revenue streams, fortunately, because it's like live events was a big a big one for us. Right. And when COVID hit, it's like we just doubled down on our content right. and just started doing different, mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of other stuff. But if we would have been relying solely on um, live events, right. We'd be screwed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it'd be dark. It'd be real dark for us. Yeah, but but the beautiful thing, look how many, and, and this is one of those shameless things or, or, or people feel guilty when they say this, that they're doing so well during the COVID-19 period. And that's because some people didn't even realize that they were very leveraged for this time. You understand me? That they did have a diversified portfolio, at least mentally, just through the skill set that they've acquired throughout time. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't realize that, oh, I would actually pivot very great during this time. But I look at, you know, minimizing risk, but more so thinking about what's the worst that could happen. Like last year when we was doing our tour, we was telling people that, you know, the stock market go be a bubble, things go bust, and people was asking, well, what would you do? And I just kept thinking last year, I told them that 2019 was the year of the keys. 2020 is not really the year where you just start something. 2020 was the year you already have something starting, you're building on it. You understand me? And those people who had something started and was building on it found themselves to have some of their best months. 
You understand me? Because they had skill sets that they can easily pivot. Yeah. And so when one thing went down, they put all of their energy and focus. Now they main income source not working. Here is another income source that they was able to maximize though. I think, I think we should have you write our book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you really literally are telling our story. This, this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we talk about products? Cause I, I know, and I okay. found it really interesting, right? The Crown's product. Because yeah. uh, I, I'm reading all the stuff about you and I'm like, technology. Yes, sir. Where'd you get the interest in this? Because I know the Crown has the EMF technology, yeah. electromagnetic frequency. I'll let you explain it. But where did your love and interest and peak um, for technology? When did this happen? Man, I couldn't tell you when that started. I, I, I've always loved technology. You understand me? Like, maybe it came from being a youngster. Uh, and, you know, we used to break down, me and my younger brother used to break down, like, uh, machine parts and batteries and magnets and things of that nature and build, like, um, we used to take the washing machines and build the race cars and things of that nature. You understand me? Like, we was real hands-on when we was younger. And I just always loved the concept of technology. I, I, I read the tech insiders and just the different magazines and keep up with what was to come at all times. But really, for the crowns, you understand me? Because the crown that I wear is symbols. And really, that's the important part on it. The symbols are a subconscious language. You can't tell a symbol no. You understand me? The same way if you see a Toyota emblem the or, or a Coca-Cola bottle, the messaging from every commercial that's been marketed to you is gonna start playing. Mm -hmm. There's there's landscape that they've already took over in your head. And so the power with symbols is that, you know, they have the ability to spark this inner knowing in you. You understand me? When we see certain symbols that's universal, our DNA, you understand me, uh, communicates with it. Now, in the hoods of America, when you watch the movie Colors, it taught black people um, the propaganda of gang. You understand me and how to wear which colors throw up different things you understand me it sparked that interest all across america and i think about propaganda you understand me in a way of the same way i think about design you understand me and i think about fashion as a particular technology that communicates who you are you understand me and so for me i create products that communicate problems but create solutions mm -hmm. so when i think about emf electromagnetic frequency protection and I think about the 5G stuff, right? Like everybody went crazy for the 5G for a couple months. But we was, we was a couple of years ahead just thinking about more so not even just 5G because the 5G implications go beyond, you know, what people think about the dangers and more so go about the internet of things and super surveillance and all of that stuff. But when I think about any technology and the harmfulness that comes around it, how do you protect yourself? And then how do you communicate a problem without going into that conspiracy world? You understand me? Like, I'd rather be like, look, I have EMF protection absorbs, and then they're like, what do I need that for? I'm like, well, let me tell you some of the problems that have rise. You know what I mean? Chicago Tribune actually did a study on cell phone technology and said that it was actually over the allotted rate that cell phones should be emitting radiation. So you may have it in your pocket, and it may be messing with your little swimmers. You understand me? <laughs> I, I'm just saying. You, you may be getting headaches and not know what it's for. So my, my, my way of first create the solution and then bring the awareness to the problem. And so I said, well, let's combine fashion and tech. You understand me? Let's put this technology in there because not only am I have you representing who you are, mm -hmm. you understand me, when you walk in the room, but it's protecting your mind at the same time. So it's really like a, 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 a quadruple dimension, like these symbols resonate so that you can tap into that universal mindset. 
you represent that universal mindset by wearing and you protect that mind you understand me all at the same time and then we got augmented reality coming next for the crowns yeah you know i mean so that's so, the, so there's, there's a chip in the crown yeah what, what exactly so it's a small chip and it has composite minerals that's combined and what that does is um so for the dangerous radiation you understand me it actually breaks down that into short waves so that it doesn't have the same effect um, um, that it normally would have if you had no protection around you whatsoever. You understand me? So, and I don't just have a, the crowns. We got the uh, the gold water and mm-hmm. a multitude of other different things. Like we kind of go real scientific. I thought I, I the saw studies. the mask. Yeah, we got the mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, we be working, man. <laughs> the gold water is the family business, though. Like yeah. that's the one that I started with the family. The other one I, I started completely by myself. So what's what's the science behind the gold water? Like what's the deal with that? So we're born with zero point zero two percent of gold within our body. Like you physical know? gold? Yes, like, physical gold. Like the actual gold that you're wearing? Yes, actual real gold. So scientists had discovered, like they were saying, okay, why will we need gold? Why are we born with gold? Gold is one of those 102 minerals that Dr. Sebi said that we need, right? Um, and when you look at gold within the body, um, it's there for anti-inflammation and it's also there for electricity within the nerves. You understand me? Now gold is a heavy metal, so it's a superconductor of electricity. Mm-hmm. It's the only metal that doesn't rust. Now, ancient societies have been mining gold. It's been used as a money for over 5,000 years, and it's been mined for over 100,000 years. When you go into the deep sciences, uh, the Anunnaki or the Egyptians, or um, even in the UK, and even today, they utilize it in cancer and tumor radiation technology. And so the gold in your body, um, because it has a bioavailability and you break down the gold, it, it, the only thing that's in there is deionized water and gold. Understand? People always asking, "Do I need to mix it?" No, you just take it and you drink it. And so, what it does for me is it increases hand-eye coordination, mental acuity. Um, which one of the best things I like lucid dreaming? Because some people always tell us they had their first dream in years. And it's funny, like people that say it made me smarter, and, and, and we don't market it that way. But the side effect is this: that you have the hippocampus area of your brain, which regulates mood, memory, and learning. Now, of course, after the age of 25, you understand me, your neuroplasticity doesn't work the same way. And so when you drink it, especially if you drink it before you go to sleep, it's going to get you into that deep stage of sleep, beta wave sleep. And so when you're in that deep sleep, your brain actually secretes a fluid over the ridges of your brain and it clears out neurotoxins. So you much clearer throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Now, some people eat at the 10 o'clock and it messes with that function. So sometimes you wake up and your brain is a little foggy and things of that nature. You need a whole lot of coffee yeah, so you can we know spike some, up. We know some guys like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, especially in the entrepreneur world, I used to have, I used to need coffee, like addicted to coffee. And that's one of the things that it actually does is um, it helped curve certain addictions like coffee addictions. You understand me? And in, in uh, London, it was used to curve alcoholism. But to my point, though, the fact that when people go to sleep and they get into this deep sleep, they become much more well rested. You understand me? Their brain is much clearer. So that mood, memory, and learning is now facilitated to when they wake up, they feel sharper. You understand me? Their neurons are connected. So now their memory is increased and things of that nature. So now they tell me, oh, I didn't got smarter. I'm more focused, things of that nature. The average person doesn't get the correct amount of sleep. And when they do sleep, they don't sleep based on their biological function. They sleep based on their work time and when they need to get up. No, it's actually very true, yeah. and it's something that, um, especially for entrepreneurs, because I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to Earn Your Leisure, 
I'm even guilty of it myself, but you got to get a good night's sleep. It's like your, 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 <laughs> sleep your parents tell you that when you're a kid, but it's something that most people are sleep deprived. And not only does it affect your health, but it affects your, your mental capacity. It affects everything. Yeah. Your mood, your mood swings and all kinds of stuff. And yeah. it's just like, that's why there's a reason why like pilots have to have a certain amount of rest time yeah. and like truckers Drive, have drivers, to have a certain yep, amount yep, of yep. rest. Cause it's like your, your brain is not fully functioning at a high level if you're right. tired. That's like the easiest way to really explain it. Like your right. brain's not functioning at a high level when you're tired. So we could talk about business, but we also have to talk about health. Exactly. Because yeah. if your health isn't there, and that's a major part of, of health, for sure. Yeah. I, I think one of the things you said, and you, you brought up the word addiction, and I was like, yo, I, obviously listening to you, I'm like, yo, that's brilliant, right? Like you said you were addicted to production and productivity mm -hmm. versus procrastination. When, when did you get to this level of productivity? Was it like, you know what? all money in, I got it, this is, is, is me or nothing. Like, how do we get to that level of, of consciousness and, and thought? You know, it's, it's been a journey of really learning myself. You understand me? Like, so I got a story of the first lazy person in history. You understand me? And the first lazy person in history, you gotta imagine it's two people and say they in Egypt and they building a pyramid. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And uh, one of them just stopped me like, you know what, let's do this tomorrow. And bro, like, what's tomorrow? And he like, well, it's a time where we don't have to do it right now, but we can do it later. <laughs> and to me, that idea of tomorrow is for procrastinators. You understand me? It's for people that are lazy. And I remember when I felt like I was procrastinating and I wanted to get certain things done and I actually took a course on how not to procrastinate. You understand me? Like, that's the type of person I am. Like, I want to study self. You understand me? So I started studying the science of procrastination. And so it's like, let's say that scientists had did a a, a a scan and a study on a person that procrastinates and the tasks that they actually need to want to complete and there was a correlation between pain and procrastination mm -hmm. you understand me that when a person thinks about a task that they don't want to do it lights up the same signals in the brain that pain does so performing that task would literally be painful for instead they like you know what i'll do that later mm -hmm. you understand me because it's too painful to go to that threshold so that's why I consider procrastination the abortion clinic a genius. You understand me? Like instead of going through and birthing that thought, you are afraid of that pain. And there's a part when a woman gets pregnant to where she's about to um, give birth, it's called the crowning phase. It's the most painful aspect of it, trying to push that baby out. I witnessed it, man. Yeah, and that's <laughs> when she kind of want to retort a little bit and like, nah, but for entrepreneurs, you have the idea, you understand me? And you have to go through that painful process of keeping that idea protected during the pregnancy of that idea. Mm -hmm. And then when it's really time for you to give birth to it, that's when you might procrastinate the most because that's when the fear comes like, damn, what if I actually successful with this? Whatever it may be, you understand me? So a lot of people procrastinate and their genius never gets birth. That idea never comes to fruition. So for me, I think, especially after I fired my job, I just knew that it was all dependent on me, mm -hmm. that there's no paycheck. I'm definitely not going back to a job. So I knew that whatever that parachute that has to open when you jump off that cliff, that I had to make that my work ethic. Mm. You understand me? Yeah. So I find a way every single day to get something done. You understand me? And in doing something every day, I assure that I don't procrastinate. What's your what's your what's your um your daily routine? Because I used to do lists. I don't know if you use a to do list, but like because this is something that's like procrastination is is a real big thing. Huge. It's something that's small in the grand scheme of things, but it's huge because it's like. This stops people from
from actually doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. most people are procrastinators by nature. So like I said, for me personally, I have a to-do list and that kind of helps me. But even with that, I don't always finish everything about the to-do right. list. So like, do you have like a set thing where I like, I'm not going to sleep. Cause like my man Spurgo, shout out to Spurgo. Shout yeah. out to Spurgo. That's Spurgo. my God, man. Philly's own. Right. Yeah, he was like, when he was um just starting out selling t-shirts, he was like 11 years old, 12 years old. He was like, he, did, he, he made it a point where he told his mom he's not going home until he got rid of every t-shirt. Yeah. So he didn't have an option of going home until he got rid of his t-shirts, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So like, what's, what's, your, what's your, your method that you use for procrastination? Um, it's interesting because I think I've gotten to a good mindset where I'm at. Um, and me, I don't put pressure on myself. You understand me? I more so have a big goal. Right, and let's say I know what I need to get done throughout this week. And I more so make sure that every single day I'm doing something towards that goal and I more have a better system of management, you understand me, rather than just creating strict standards. So and, and, and management, especially in business terms, is administering your activities to get to set obligation you know, and goals. So for me, every day I have to think how I'm gonna manage myself. Do I focus on gold water today? Do I focus on 19 keys today? Do I focus on the politics of the world? Do I focus on the revolution? Like, which one am I giving my energy to? You understand me? Because I'm polymactic. My skill set span in many different areas. So with doing that, you can find yourself, you know, spread pretty thin. And I try to make sure that I don't do that. I put things over my weeks. You understand me? Like this week, we doing the family business meeting. We doing the gold water. We, we making sure that we doing the branding and marketing. The other week, you know what? We got to focus on the people. You understand me? I have to create the training regimens. We got to go out there and show them what's the time and, and what needs to happen during this time. You understand me? So it's more so a system of management every day. But then in my book, Paradigm Keys, Solution-Based Mind Reprogramming, I do outlay um, a regiment and when in the morning and throughout the day. You understand me? And, and really, I take cold showers, and I've been doing that for about two years. And them cold showers is to remind <laughs> yeah. me. Daily? Daily. Yo. And, 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 and they remind me of my goal because it's an incantation. Like, it's a physical thing that's also attached to your goal. You understand uh-huh. me? It shocks like, your nerves. Yeah. Yeah. So when I wake up, I know it reminds me of what I'm doing it for. So now I'm thinking, like, all right, you took this cold shower. What you take it for? You understand me? Now I got to think of a goal that I must complete. But it's true and tried and tested. Anytime that I win in the morning, I wake up, I do my push-ups, I get in some meditation before I touch this phone so my brain not reactive. I take my gold water, I do my cold showers, I brush my teeth with the opposite hand. I may read, my mind is ready. I, I make my bed up, you understand me? I smile first thing when I get up. If I follow that regimen, you understand me? My mind is looking for the next task. You understand me? Because I'm already on the you're, road. Yeah, you're already in that mindset. Yeah. Right? Now you, you have to shock your system. I learned that early, I used to play basketball. <laughs> Superstar, star. Okay. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Nah, but when I took an ice bath, um, and ice bath is for recovery, but it's also, it shocks your system. Yes. And um, so if anybody knows like, you know, cold, like I hate cold, we've been having this conversation all month. <laughs> Everybody else loves cold for some reason. So, but but warm, warm temperatures kind of like relax you and yeah. soothe you. And so I used to um, live in Hawaii and any island that you go to, People are more relaxed, laid back, right. don't worry, which is a good thing, but it's also kind of like, it can, if you, it can kind of like make you to the point where you don't want to do anything. Right, you're more because relaxed, it's like, yeah, but when you, when you shock your system and it's like cold, it's like you wake up. So I say I have to say little things like that 
you have to change your your patterns. So mm-hmm. like, like you said, like brush your teeth with the opera. Yeah, I'm, I'm in yeah. my mind. I'm like, I just want to know the reason for it. Well, when you do that, you stimulate them nerve cells because um, now your brain is not operating from a program. It's operating outside the box of how you normally program. Okay, you understand me. And so now those particular parts of your brain is strengthening neural connections and neural activity up there. You understand me? So now you breaking from your normal regimen. Like anything that you do, that's your routine. You don't have to think. Yeah. Right. You understand me? That's putting no pressure on yourself, no growth whatsoever. It's just a routine, which is why you can become comfortable as an entrepreneur because you get used to a certain level. You understand me? And then that level, there's no accomplishment in the maintenance of a level. That's just routine. You understand me? It's not until you want to go to another level. Now you got to grow. Yeah. You understand me? And so for, it, 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 it's about neural growth. Yeah. You understand me? Because now your brain has to think. You're using the opposite hand. Do I go up and down? Do I go and rotate? You understand me? Now your brain is actually functioning for the day. Yeah. I, I was thinking of a time when I had to, we had no hot water. I had to take a cold shower. It was, yeah. it sounded like somebody was getting hurt in the bathroom. Yeah. I, was scre- I was screaming. <laughs> but, but even that's screaming. why you should take different um, rides home from work. Yeah, because it's like some like if you take the same route home from work right, every single right. day, like your brain, like you said, it's programmed. Even something as slight as that, taking a different route, yeah, it reprograms your brain because now you have to actually think. Because it's not you could just literally get in your car and drive and just not even think about it if you go the same way every mm-hmm. way. So little stuff like that is extremely important. I like what you said as far as like entrepreneurs becoming comfortable. Yeah, because like people say you can become comfortable at a job. But you can also become comfortable as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. If like you, you used to making enough money, you surviving on whatever, how much money it is, whatever. But it's like you're at that level, and it's like now to make the next level to start right. a new business to enhance your business to hire sure, new sure. people. It's like now that's scary. Even though you already made the first jump, you still have to continue to. It's like keep a journey. It's like Mario Brothers. Like you got to keep <laughs> yeah, yeah, going yeah. to the next level. <laughs> it's never like you're in the, the new game, world. The game's not over until it's over. <laughs> The, the, my motto is life is about the journey, not the destination. Only destination life is death. And my pops used to tell me that time is a measurement of motion. Only dead men don't move. So when I think about that, as long as you stay in motion in life, then you actually living, like you alive. But you get to a point when you go look at that um, retirement home, they're moving slower and slower until one day they don't move They'll at move. all. So for my goal is to be constant in perpetual motion. Yeah. No, it's powerful. It's powerful. And it's something that, like you said, most people don't even think about it. Nah. And then it's like, before you know it, you're like right. 70 years old. And it's like. You done slowed down. Your joints ain't so working. <laughs> nah, I can't do that. Like, traveling helps a lot too, though. I love traveling. Traveling. You understand me? Because it activates different hemispheres of the brain when you travel. It activates DNA within you when you travel. I just left Mexico. And it was just something that I felt connected. You understand me? Like, I was out there with the homies. And they was about Nehemiah Davis, right? Yeah. yeah shout out to yeah, Neil. Shout out to yeah. Neil. Yeah. Shout out to Neil. We, we flew out there. They had left. I actually went to the airport and I got all the way to the gate, but something told me to stay a couple more days. In Mexico? Me? Yeah. When I was out <laughs> Turn there. Turn back. <laughs> and, I, and I left. I came back and the homie was coming out there, my good brother Pop Darby. And so we went to the um what's the cenotes, you understand me? And did some diving and things of that nature. And I actually it felt like now I felt like I've been to Mexico. Now I felt like I connected. You understand me like you got two kind of people in this world <laughs> those that ask why and those that say why not yeah right why yeah. why not like yeah. we, like me and jamal shout out to jamal we went to asia a few years ago for 30 days with no itinerary we just winged it went to five yeah. countries and he was like why would you do that why would i not do that right that's the question yeah live i mean yeah. it's life like yeah we don't we ain't getting no repeats at this yeah you only get one shot yeah 
So I, no, go ahead. I want to talk about your programs because you got you got a several different programs that yes, you have. Yeah. As you said, you 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 quit your job, you fired your job, fired your job to become language. a teacher, <laughs> to be a teacher. I like that, and I teach a like a public school teacher, but. No right. disrespect to public school teachers. Come teacher. on, bro. I, I dropped <laughs> out of school doing, to become a teacher. I fired my job to start a business. That's a fact. Dropped out of school to become a teacher. You can't teach me. I'm teaching you. Exactly. <laughs> so, so what's the what's 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 the deal with your education? Because I looked, you got a couple of different platforms. Yeah. So we had the New America class that was earlier in the year. Usually, I only teach one master class a year, and that's just because at the beginning of the year. I think about what's going to be the concept for the year and what's going to be the thinking structure. And I usually give all of that out as far as what's going to be my business plan, what I'm going to do, what are my thinking strategies for this year, and I give all of that to my students. And so we do the New America, which is really explaining um, what the world is, you understand me, and, and how it's going to artificial intelligence and mobilization, automation, digitization. You understand me? And if your skill sets don't include those, then you're not leveraged the right way. And then it was also explaining the SAD, stress, anxiety, depression, suicide. That as these things continue to mount and increase, that that emotional turmoil starts to uprise as well. So it was a combination of teaching both of those classes. We went over uh, new business structures, concepts, um, net neighborhood networks. We went over um, the most valuable skills um, when it comes towards artificial intelligence and it comes to um, abstract entrepreneurship, a multitude of different things. We really laid out a really good framework. And then when we was done with that one, we moved towards um, the wealth standard. So we had the market keys, because as the recession had just hit, I thought about 2012 recession and was thinking that during that time, we had to go through it alone. You understand mm. me? But it said that this is recession everybody has to go through, but nobody has to go through it alone. Now we have social media. Now we have all these digital entrepreneurs that can help teachers and help coaches through this time. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, let's put together this market keys, me and Chris Cole, so that we can actually teach skill sets that a person can leverage during this time to produce them income. And now we have students that's constantly hitting us, oh, I made 5,000 a day, I made 10,000 this week, blah, 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 Zay. But it was like, how do you give somebody something applicable? Not some motivation without instruction is dangerous. You understand me? Like, I, I never want to do that. Yeah. So it's like, let me teach some real skill sets that's going to be valuable. So we put together the market keys, and then we start putting together the wealth standard. And the wealth standard, of course, is, you know, what we just went over, but that system of accountability, how you go towards wealth, how you understand the money markets, understanding the history of money. You understand me? Understanding portfolio diversification, skill set diversification, marketing, business. And then we have the part where, we have a million dollar uh, Bitcoin initiative where our students receive $100 in Bitcoin when they go to the largest crypto conference that's going to be held out, which is digital this year because of the COVID-19. Um, and then they also receive a gram of silver. They get one of my books, which is called 19 Seas of Content, which I only give out during my master classes. You understand me? And it's my strategy to how to produce and monetize content. It's like a Bible for you. You understand me? And a multitude of other different things that we give them. Like we went over how to get your family back by gold. And that was a really powerful one because the wealth standard initially was gonna be called the gold standard. You understand me? Understanding why money's not backed by gold and that you know these particular things never actually really pay off debts. It's only a promise to pay. When you really break down the history and really get into the money systems and understand the type of system that we in. But we really give people financial education that they can utilize. And then I really want you to go to the wealth standard first and then I believe you're ready for market keys. Because we got a lot of parents now, they want their children to trade. 
but it's like teach your children money a financial education first don't give them a skill set that make them money and then they're still terrible with money management yeah. you understand me so i would rather you go through the wealth standard first and we have the product development course so the product development course because all our products are vertically integrated we don't white label anything mm -hmm. So that means that we're going to teach our students everything you need to know as far as producing a product, give you a 100K blueprint towards um, producing a product, um, and then also give you an MOQ of 50 products. So we actually go produce your products at the same time, the labeling, the branding, the marketing, everything that needs to be done within this course. It's a real from ideation to shelf type thing. And we're going to pick five students that's a part of the program to where you know, we either mentor or partner with them through the process and they get 200 of their product actually made through it. So we have that, we have a bunch of things coming. So we have yeah. the augmented reality. We're teaching the course in augmented reality and coding as well. Cause that's part of my mad skills program. So how, how many students in, in the, right now we are close to about 500. We just started a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And so like yeah. they get their skill sets within the, the program and like, how, how do we assess it? Right. Like, based on something I'm doing, you'll say like, this is a skill set that probably matches you? Right, so you're gonna get the wealth standard. The wealth standard is really a financial education piece. You mm -hmm. understand me? You're really gonna have the skill set of understanding portfolio diversification, and you get, in that, you get our market signals, right? So you get a month free of market signals daily, whether it's Forex, whether it's futures, you understand me, whatever it may be. Um, and then, so those are different programs inside of it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't understand money and money management and the money market and things of that nature, you're really not prepared for everything else. Okay. You understand me? So like the product um, development course is a separate one. But unless you went through the wealth standard, you are part of that network, you won't get access to that. Okay. You understand me? Same thing with the augmented reality, same thing with the coding. All of those are only available to our networks. So it's like prerequisites. Yeah, yeah. basically like, yeah. I believe in digital education. I believe in taking over Harvard. I believe in taking over that educational sphere. And I believe that that's actually one of the ways that black people can go towards wealth is by um, supplementing their income by teaching. No, that's a fact. Is, is, uh, this is the last thing that hit my mind, like the, the Black Dreams Matter campaign. Is that part of this yeah. too or is that separate? So Black Dreams Matter, I created that years ago. Um, so I actually created Black Dreams Matter. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And it went viral. Um, my bro Kita, he was on um, So You Think You Can Dance, I believe he had one. And he had word in a viral video with one of Kendrick Lamar's songs. And that was the first time I actually had an apparel that went viral, you understand me? And I was making some money off of it, excuse me. And so the Black Dreams Matter was more so saying that most of our movements are about dead black men and women. Mm -hmm. None of them comp encompasses the life while you living. Because if you worry about somebody's dream, you really thinking about the value of that person and wanting to help them actually produce that dream. And so we created Black Dreams Matter as a counterproduct to say that we have to care about each other while we live and not just when we die. You understand me? And so I wanna see your dream actually flourish. And so that's been going probably for about five, six years. But, and that was just more so a thought campaign, mm -hmm. a concept and to think about the world instead of waiting for the next black man to die for you to care. Think about the average living black man that you walk past who has a life, who has a dream, who has an idea that you don't care about, but if he became a headline, then you're screaming for his life. Now, that's 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 extremely powerful um, as far as the education, because that's our whole thing as far as, you know, 
education, a lot of times people think it only comes in way of school. And like me personally, I hated school, but I always love to learn. Right. So now it's like it's dope because now we have different platforms online where you can actually learn from people that look like you, that Absolutely. that sound like you, that talk like you, and it's you, 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 it's easier to adapt and to pick up that information. So um, yeah, the wealth standard, like I said, I've been checking it out. And I appreciate you giving us a discount yes, exclusively yes, for EYL you know community. Do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know we how we do. Rock. So <laughs> we're going to put the link in the bio if you're listening to this on YouTube or Apple or Spotify. The link will be in the description. Um, and just enter code EYL. EYL, you get a special, special discount that only EYL community yeah, gets. That's only, yeah, yeah. The that, biggest platform the in the know, world. They know what time <laughs> so it that. is. <laughs> so, yeah, I appreciate that, man. But um, any any – Last words that you you want to leave the people with? Um, how can they how can they contact you? Social media, all that stuff. Um, yeah, everything nineteen keys or nineteen underscore keys, depending on the platform. Um, but you know, if there was any last message, you know, I just think about where we at today, as a people, and the opportunities that we have to make massive change. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And it requires that we do. Of course, we listen, but it's a time of the executors. You understand me? And that each person should hold themselves up to a certain standard. And everybody should think about how do I do business with my family? You understand me? And one of the things that you should come together and think about is what's our vision, what's our mission, and what's our values? You understand me? Because if you can agree on those, then you're ready. Now, I had a viral video that went out and it was talking about the difference between family and friends. And, you know, family can be somebody that you related with by blood. You understand me but uh, or, or relatives rather can be somebody you related with by blood but family of those who bonded by that relationship that reciprocal love that you all have for each other mm -hmm. so when you think about your family it doesn't just speak about the people that's you know you share dna with or share marriage certificate with and things of that nature it's really the people you spend the most time with the people that you can build with so if you have three to five individuals that you can mastermind with consider them your family and start building with them because a family is a microcosm to producing a nation. And without a family unit, without a mastermind unit, which gives you access to information, knowledge, and tools and resources you normally couldn't achieve on your own, we will never get to where we want to be as a people. We can produce the greatest ideas. We can have the greatest concepts. We can talk the greatest shit in the world. But without a family, there is no wealth standard. Without a family, there is no power. And every other community and culture in the world knows this to be a fact and they knows this to be true. And if you want to think about the greatest thing that white supremacy has ever done, it's kept the black family separated so you don't have any power. There you have powerful. it, ladies and gentlemen. Powerful. Young Malcolm. Yeah, powerful. <laughs> a lot yeah. of gems right there. We appreciate you coming on, brother. Troy, yeah, housekeeping yeah. Shout items. Shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. That's our private pay program. Y'all know our tier four and five members have access to EYL University. The number one online business school in the world. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting on there and everybody that's been supporting our merch uh, on EarnYourLeisure.com. We gladly appreciate it. Um, yeah, man. And shout out to you, man. You got a podcast, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't yeah, forget we, that. We, we can't, can't forget, forget that. that. We can't and forget I get, that. We haven't done the book tip in a while, so I'll, I'll let Shadi go, and then I guess you can give the book tip. Well, out. yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm let the brother get a book tip because you got a couple <laughs> books. So what's the, what's the book? We give a book tip. So, yeah, what's, what's, what book do, do they need to buy from you? Oh, 19 Keys. Um solution-based mind reprogramming you understand me it will teach you how not to procrastinate um and it'll give you the skill set to reprogram yourself during this time i think a lot of people are trying to figure out like where do i start somebody listening to this right now like yo where do i start these brothers seem intelligent i've been listening to their stuff but unfortunately some people listen to 
conscious content is junk food. You understand me? They get addicted to it, but they don't really utilize it to where it actually manifests a change. And the information in my book is so that you can do an instant reprogramming by following the steps and the information that's actually in the book so you can execute. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. 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 Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.